broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Minutes. His show starts in 30 minutes. Now, my show definitely did not start in 30 minutes. It was, you know, early in the morning on Monday morning, but she made it such a point of emphasis that, hey, you guys have got to get on. I've got to make sure this is right. So she did everything in her power to make sure that we were on within 30 minutes, right? Our port was opened up. And matter of fact, our good friend Brandon Cristal from KOA in, in Denver, who was right across from me while we were at the owners' meetings, his table was literally right across. Well, his port wasn't working either. So we kind of benefited the fact that Sheila was so cool to us and she uh she made sure that we got on so for some dumb reason i've been thinking sheila all day instead of sheena so sheena will join us at 215 not sheila and it's also you may be just reading because you have it written i know as that's sheila what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah i know i wrote her name as sheila and i know her name is sheena but there's that <laughs> so we won't tell her about that coming up at 215 because she might get kind of offended it was already bad enough when we were in phoenix for the super bowl and, and we actually met in person for the first time, and she was carrying a big, heavy box. And I stopped to talk to her and introduce myself to her while she's carrying a big, heavy box. And then later on at the Combine, uh, we were all about to leave this one spot. It was me, Chris Carter, and someone else. We were all about to leave, and we got into an Uber. <laughs> and she was there waiting for an Uber, too. And she was like, well, where is your guys' Uber going to? And I was like, oh, back to the convention center. And then we bounced out. So it's like... I, I've I've just done it wrong, man. I've just done her done it wrong. Did you ask her if she was also going to the convention center? I did not. I just kept it pushing. I just kept it pushing because that's where we needed to go. So, <laughs> so we're not going to tell Sheena quick who will join us, Carolina Panthers beat writer, at about uh, two fifteen in about ten minutes from now to talk about the Panthers. We actually had her on about a week ago, just talking about where they are with the selection. Is it number one? Is Bryce Young going to be the guy? Is it C.J. Stroud? From all conversations that are out there right now, even Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network has said that Bryce Young has canceled the rest of his meetings. He's not going to any more meetings. So if that doesn't say that he's going to go number one, I don't know what is. Right? I mean, you don't you don't cancel your meetings if you think there's a chance you're not going to go number one. Unless they've told you, hey, hey, man, we're selecting you number one. That's the only reason you'd cancel. So most likely there will be no shock when we talk to Sheena coming up in a few minutes that Bryce Young will be the pick. But we'll do it anyway just in case, you know, just in case she decides to go in another direction. When we had her on, she talked about Stroud. She talked about Anthony Richardson. She definitely said Will Levis was out. But we'll talk to her coming up, like I said, in about 10 minutes, see what the Panthers are going to do at, uh, at the number one spot. Now, after that is when it gets interesting. The number two spot, Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610. He'll join us at 2.30. That's when it's going to get interesting. What are the Texans going to do? For the longest, Damon, I've been saying quarterback, quarterback, one and two. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Whatever the case may be, even John McClain, who joins our show on Tuesdays, has always said the Texans will take the quarterback that the Panthers don't take. But let me tell you, and we'll talk to Landry about this coming up at 2.30, it really feels like there's a ton of what you don't believe in momentum towards the Texans not taking the quarterback at number two after all. They may trade out. I've heard a lot of reports that they are trying to trade out. And there's a lot of, a, a lot of people saying that they'll take Will Anderson or, or whoever they feel like is the best defender in this upcoming draft class. The more that it comes, like you said, the momentum is going towards that way, the more I'm like, oh, well, maybe they know what they're doing. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's a defensive guy. 
where I, it's like you want to trust that they know what they're doing, but when you're picking this high in the draft, the 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 logic just says you want to take a quarterback because you don't know if you're going to have a franchise guy. But if you're looking at these guys where none of these guys are franchise guys, maybe they're just you know a, a capable starter at best. Why do it? And then if the, if that's what they come out and say, but they're not going to say this and like downgrade right. these young guys. But if that's their actual thinking, I, I guess I can't be mad at them. I'll tell you this: me and Landry, who will join us at two thirty, had a text exchange over the weekend. I was leaving the barbershop. I looked down at my phone, and there was a bunch of text messages from Landry asking if the Raiders would be interested to trade up to number two. Also asking if there was an interest in the Raiders to trade. This is the scenario he threw out there: trade Jimmy G to the Texans. I was like, wait, 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 what? Wait, what What are we talking about here? You're the same guy who hit me up the day that the Raiders officially signed Jimmy G as a free agent and said, oh, please tell me the Raiders are going to get him before the Texans have a chance to. Like, he was so adamant about the Texans wanted nothing to do with Jimmy G, and all of a sudden he's hitting me up over the weekend talking about, well, what if the Raiders send Jimmy G to the Texans? I was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? He even, he even hit me with a screenshot of a capologist that he was talking to, and I don't know who exactly it was, was breaking down how the, how the economics could work in it. It was like, well, the Raiders would only have to eat $6.8 million in dead money if they went and did this. So I was like, wait a minute, this is a real conversation. I thought, you know, we were just, we were ho-humming it. This is a real conversation you're having with someone else because you sent me a screenshot of it. I mean, Q, but think about it. If you don't have to give up a first-round pick, let's say Jimmy G is the first, he's the star of this trade, they get Jimmy G. They didn't want nothing to do with Jimmy G. Uh, things change. Like you said, hey, 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 yesterday's price is not today's price. How I was feeling a month ago is yeah, not how I'm feeling yeah. now. Right, right. No, that's that's facts. So anyway, Landry is going to be interesting to talk to at 2.30, see what the Texans do at the number two spot. There are no trades in this unnecessary roughness draft, right? We'll just throw it out there. There are no trades. So that, that always could play a factor when the real draft happens on the 27th. But Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610, will join us coming up at 2.30. Bo Brock, phoenixsports.com. He'll join the show at 3 o'clock to talk. Arizona Cardinals, another team that I do believe is going to trade out of that number three spot or wants desperately to trade out of that number three spot. But we'll get his thoughts on what they'll do if they do stay pat. And I do believe a quarterback is out for them, but you never know. You never know what could happen. So Bo Brock will join us at 3 o'clock, talk all things Arizona Cardinals and make that pick. And then at 3.30, Zach Hicks, Locked On Colts, will join the show to talk about the Colts and also give their pick at number four. Of course, we just had uh, we just had my guy on uh, – uh, Der- Derek Schultz from uh, Indianapolis last week talking about the Colts. So we kind of have a preview of the Colts already, but want to make sure we get that pick in at number four. So Zach Hicks, Locked On Colts, will join us to do that. So those are the guests that we have lined up. We're just going to go through picks one, two, three, and four today. Again, we'll continue throughout the rest of the week and, and next week, and then we should get wrapped up on Wednesday so you'll know uh, every pick that beat writers, guys that cover the team, ladies that cover the team on the regular what they, uh, you know, what they believe that their team is going to be interested in doing when the draft gets started on the 27th. Of course, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage of the actual draft here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Excited about that. Excited about the conversation we'll have with Sheena Quick coming up in a few minutes for the opening drive. But before we get to that opening drive, before I even throw that show topic out to you, 702-365-9200. DeMond said we got someone uh, on the line right now, so let's go ahead and go right to him. Who's up first? Gangster Raider. Gangster Gangster going to call talk about them Clippers. What's up, Gangster? Yeah, you know it. Clip set, clip set, clip set, clip set. You know what I'm saying? I, I came to talk about the best team in L.A. because we about to sweep the Suns. You know what I'm saying? And everybody thought we was going to lose first round. Everybody talked about KD this, KD that. They forgot about the claw. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? The best player to, in, in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, all you Lacquer fans, that's what I call Lakers. I call them Lacquer fans. All you Lacquer fans, 
Y'all need to start cheering for the Clippers because Paul George, he really from L.A. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi Leonard, he from San Diego. You know what I'm saying? Your boy Russell Westbrook, he really from L.A. You know what I'm saying? So we got some real L.A. players on the team. You know what I'm saying? LeBron ain't from L.A. He from Ohio. Um, <laughs> A.D., street clothes, he ain't from L.A. He from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nobody on the um, Lakers team is from L.A. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I just called to talk my mess because we the best team in L.A. We about to sweep the Suns, and we going to put it down. And also, um, all you Lakers fans, they also try to root for Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it's all Cali. But what about um, L.A. Clippers? You know what I'm saying? It's all L.A. Y'all can root for Golden State, but y'all can't root for the Clippers. That sounds kind of fake to me. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, when y'all get bounced out pretty soon, y'all can watch us win our first championship. You know, you heard it here first from Gangster Raider. Clip set, clip set, clip set, clip set, and I'm gone. Keep it gangster, y'all. There he goes. Gangster Raider representing those L.A. Clippers. And don't think we're going to let the NBA playoffs go without talking about them today. The Warriors, my Warriors, and look, I'm a firm believer in not rooting for more than one team. I'm rooting for the Warriors, and that's it. Like, like, that's it. I ain't rooting for the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Kings. I ain't rooting for everybody. I'm rooting for one team, and my Warriors are down 0-1, right? The Kings got to give them a nice salute. They had a hell of a game on Saturday. But I'm looking at you, Damon, and your Memphis Grizzlies. What in the what in the what is going on with them? The charge needs to be taken out of basketball. That's what needs to yeah, – I mean, come on. You can't account for a team's sixth best player having the game of his life. Shout out to Rui Hachimura, the greatest game he's ever played. Austin Reeves, the guy that you were – every time Austin Reeves made a bucket, I thought about you disrespecting him last week. I ain't disrespecting you him, You did. You're like, who is this guy? Who? I was like, oh, he's a damn good player. You're like, ah, he's just yeah. – I just said he was overhyped. I just said from somebody that's put out the uh, production that he has, he doesn't deserve his own YouTube video on the NBA YouTube channel. I'm just saying. I'm making good points. Did he <laughs> Did he have a good game? Sure, he had a good Reeves game. Reeves is a damn good player. All right, and I can't wait for him to leave in free agency if he's so good. <laughs> hater, hater, hater. You know what? Exactly. Grizzlies are down 0-1. Suns are down 0-1. Warriors are down 0-1. The New York Knicks have got a dub. The Kings got a dub. The uh, the Bucks are down 0-1. And Dollar. I didn't even watch. I'm with Charles Barkley. I'm with Sir Charles, I didn't even watch the 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 the, the late game on Sunday. The Nuggets and uh, who they play again? The Timberwolves. Yeah, I ain't even watching that one. No need. No, no. As you saw, it was a blowout. I checked the box score. I was good. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. So we'll get into the NBA playoffs a little bit later on in the show. But coming up in a matter of seconds, Sheena Quick, Carolina Panthers beat writer Landry Locker at two thirty. Bo Brock, Phoenix Sports at three, and Zach Hicks coming up at three thirty. The question I want to throw out there that you could think about in the meantime, in between time. Give us your first four picks in the 2023 NFL draft. Put your GM hat on. Let us know who the Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, and Colts are, are drafting today. 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, when we don't have a guest, 702-365-9200. And also, C.J. Stroud. Looks like he's going to be available at two. Looks like he could be available at three if the Texans don't end up pulling the trigger on him. Should the Raiders make a move for him? Let us know about it. Those are the two questions I have for you today. The first four picks in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, and Colts. And if C.J. Stroud is available, should the Raiders make a move for him? Let us know. 69187, keyword r Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. 
Joining me now on the phone lines is our good friend Sheena Quick. She's a Panthers beat writer and covers the Carolina Panthers like a glove. And Sheena, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you this afternoon. And I don't know about you, but the NFL draft cannot get here soon enough. This first round, I needed to be here and then gone as soon as possible. Listen, after whoever hoists that number one jersey, <laughs> Carolina Panthers jersey with the new process blue, the little hint of color correction that we're supposed to see this this season, I just want to take a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna take a long nap. Like I'm just so ready for that moment to come and go. <laughs> right. I mean, and the thing about it is, there's so much different speculation. There's so many different oh, reports. Yeah. Frank Reich likes this. Frank Reich doesn't like this. This is the ideal mm-hmm. guy. His S two score is this. I mean, it just seems like there's so many different elements that are in play right now. Oh yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of that stuff comes from the fans, of course, because they just want to know. They just want. They're looking for Easter eggs. They want any kind of hint to let them know who their team is taking. And um, the Panthers fan base is pretty split right now. You know, some people want Bryce Young. Some people want C.J. Stroud. A couple weeks ago, it was overwhelmingly C.J. Stroud because of concerns with Bryce's durability. Or I'm not going to say durability because, to be fair, he has not missed a ton of games right. in Alabama. What they perceive to be a threat of his durability once he gets to the NFL. But as we get closer to the day, you're seeing, you know, it's kind of split down the middle, and then you have a couple that still want AR. Right. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it looks like it's a three-man race. At least that's how it feels. Again, Sheena Quick is our oh, guest yeah, here sure. on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I feel like Anthony Richardson probably has the highest ceiling of all of them, but he also has so many question marks. So what percentage of you do you think still thinks that maybe Anthony Richardson has a shot at that number one spot? I'll give him about 20, Okay, anywhere between 20 and 25. What's the split for you with the with the other two guys? Because I know Will Levis is is not part of the conversation. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> we wouldn't even be talking about him if Hooker wasn't injured. But you know how I feel about that, right? Um, so, if, are we extracting the twenty to twenty five from from AR? Well, or yeah. We well, okay. We know. Okay, we know AR is twenty to twenty five percent. So, what is Bryce Young to, and CJ Stroud? Is that just what would that be thirty? I don't. I'm not. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 45% Bryce Young, 35 CJ Stroud. Okay. And it almost sounded like you were confident with that. I mean, I kind of feel like that that's where, where we're at right now. Like there's so many different yeah. elements in play that we're not a hundred percent confident. And now it, it sounds like Sheena, and I don't know how much you've been paying attention to it, but it seems like the Texans aren't even sold on a quarterback at all at number two. Right, and I was telling Cody that on the podcast yesterday. I said, now, here y'all go, ready to mess up everybody's theories. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, they do pick at 12, too. So, I mean, you just, you just never know. And Will Levis could fall out of the top 10 and be there for the Texans. Who knows? Yeah, no, but, um, it, it is. That's weird, man. <laughs> now, you remember last time they had a, the Texans had a high pick and everyone just knew they were going for a franchise quarterback and they drafted Mario Williams instead. Mm-hmm. They drafted an edge. So, I mean, we could see the same thing happen with D'Amico Ryans being a defensive head coach. You know, he and edge, an elite pass rusher is very valuable in the NFL. 
Oh, absolutely. No doubt. And, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. I remember that year when the Texans made that move, and I thought they were going to go Reggie Bush, and they ended up going Mario Williams. And, well, it ended I don't up, thought they were going Vince Young. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was the conversation, but it, it really was more Vince Young or Reggie Bush, which one's going to be the guy, yeah. and it ended up being neither. <laughs> it ended up being Mario right. Williams. So, And right. I think it ended up being the right decision that they made with going with Williams. So there's that. Again, Sheena Quick is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So what we're doing is we have our Unnecessary Roughness mock draft going on right now. Of course, you're at the top, right? The Carolina Panthers are at the top. So uh, we've got to make a decision, or we don't have to make anything. You have to make a decision. <laughs> you get to be the one. It's all in your hands. So what are your thoughts? The number one spot, who's, who's the pick and why? As of today, I'm still going Bryce Young. Okay. I'm, I'm still going Bryce Young. Um, just I know that there's there's fears about his durability and about his size, but again, this guy's been a dog at every level. Um, his S2 scores were out of the park, but no one expected them not to be. Everyone has seen on film, they've seen him process, they've seen him, you know, take command of the games. Um, one of my favorite quotes was from a friend that that went to school with me, uh, Brian McFadden. He said that in that Tennessee game. Bryce Young kept running into a burning kitchen and he found cold water back against the wall. He was definitely beat up for all four quarters and he still was calm, cool, and collected with what has arguably not been the most stacked or talented Alabama offense that we've seen in a while. Right. You know, it, it was a, it was a who's it, it at Ohio state is a who's who of receiver courts. I don't know how many of the Alabama receivers are going or just offensive offensive um, weapons are going high in the draft or projected really high in this draft or next year's draft. Right. No, you're right. You're right exactly. about that. So yeah. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm going, I'm going Bryce Young simply because he's been a winner and he's been efficient. He's been consistent. Um, he's been mocked at one for two seasons. So I don't know why everybody's acting like we're just figuring out what his size is the last couple of weeks. No, so I, I like the pick. I like it. So I'm, I'm, I'm mocking Bryce Young and I don't ever, I never mock. <laughs> okay, because Twitter be wanting to play with me, and you know how I, you know how I get active sometimes. If I have time, I get active. Right. So, um, but if I had to to pick today, I, I'm mocking Bryce. There it is. Well, we'll put Bryce Young up on the board. We'll put your name right next to him. So, uh, at least here on Unnecessary Roughness <laughs> on Radio Nation Radio 920, you are the one responsible for the Bryce Young pick at number one. And you know what? Like I said, I think that that's a really good pick. I, I really do. He's a winner. Like you mentioned, he has an it factor. How quickly do you think, and I know this is probably a, a question for uh, way higher ups, but how, how quickly do you think that he can get acclimated to the NFL and be ready to play? Oh, I think he, I think he'll be acclimated really quickly. Uh, the other thing about it is coming, he's coming from Nick Saban. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's coming from a program that's not going to have an NFL ready. No, you're so I right. Think, I think he'll get up, I think he'll get up to speed quickly, and um, I think that Andy Dalton will also be very instrumental in helping him get up to speed. Also, he has a lot of you know quarterback gurus surrounding <laughs> him in that Panthers um, in that Panthers coaching staff. So that's one of the the biggest. I guess benefits or the biggest positive moves that the Panthers made this offseason is assembling that that Avengers right. <laughs> Avengers coaching staff that they put together. You know, so I, I do think he'll have the support necessary to to be effective quickly in the NFL. 
Yeah, they've got a heck of a staff. A lot of NFL experience right there on that Carolina Panthers uh, coaching staff. And so Bryce Young, he is the number one guy. Now the Texans are officially on the board. Are they going to go with C.J. Stroud? Are they going to go with Will Anderson? Are they going to go with other? Only time will tell. Well, Sheena, thank you so much for making the pick. We definitely appreciate you. I know you'll be in Kansas City. All the quarterbacks are going to be there, so you got to be there to cover it. And then after it's all said and done, then you can get some rest. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. So there it is. Bryce Young is officially on the board. Thanks to Sheena Quick with her pick right there. Coming up next, Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610 in H-Town. He's on the clock with the Houston Texans. Who's he going to pick at number two? We'll find out next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. So with the first pick in the Unnecessary Roughness 2023 NFL mock draft, Sheena Quick pick. Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. No big surprise there. So the Houston Texans are officially on the board with the number two spot. We'll hear from Landry Locker from Sports Radio 610 in Houston in a matter of minutes to talk about that number two overall pick and the decisions that the Houston Texans have to make. Want to throw out this uh, little update from Adam Schefter. And, of course, remember, you're 10 days out from the NFL draft, so there's a lot of uh, misdirection, I should say, going on right now. But a quarterback isn't expected to be drafted after the first overall pick until at least the fourth pick. That's per Adam Schefter. We've heard quarterbacks go one, two, three, four in this draft. That's not going to happen, I believe. Again, that's what Adam Schefter said, as the Colts could get the second-best quarterback in the draft at number four. So it's all wide open, less old-school TV antennas, I'd like to say. So I'm throwing it out there to you. The question I'd like to hear, 69187, keyword R&R, give us the first four picks in the 2023 NFL draft, in your opinion. We know who the Panthers got by way of Sheena Quick. She picked Bryce Young. Who do you think goes one, two, three, four? Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, and Colts as we continue with our mock draft. And also, it looks like C.J. Stroud could be available at number two. Looks like C.J. Stroud could be available at number three. If so, do the Raiders need to make a move for any of those guys, or for C.J. Stroud in particular? Let me know. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. When we don't have a guest, you can hit us up at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Juan the Smasher. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I know that's right. Hey, Q, here's my pick. I'm taking the Panthers. They're going to get um, Bryce Young. Okay. Texans, DJ. Okay. And then, and then, um, and then Carter. Carter's going to take Carter. And then they're going to take uh, – the coach is going to take uh, Richardson. Ooh, okay. So, so, yeah, yeah. So those are my four um, – can I pick for the Raiders also? I mean, go for it. They don't pick till seven, but go for it. Hey, Q, I want me a cornerback. Give me Witherspoon. Or Gonzalez, any of those two fools, I'm down with. <laughs> and also, uh, can, can I talk some NBA uh, playoffs? Go ahead, man. You got it. Hey, Damon, you're my man. You're my guy. You know? But, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if this fool Anthony Davis could stay healthy to save his life, Lakers and six. And don't believe this mess that this fool gangster Raiders is talking about them Clippers. Them fools are trash. Yeah, 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 they got this uh, regular season lead on, but when it comes to the playoffs, these fools choke. Hey, thank you for everything you do, Q. You have a good day. All right, there he goes. Juan the Smasher right there. He's he's firing all the shots. He's talking about the Clippers. He's talking about your Grizzlies. He's talking about the NFL draft. All that good stuff. We definitely appreciate 
his call as well. And join us now on the phone lines from Sports Radio 610 in H-Town is our good friend Landry Locker. And Landry, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And I was just reading off a tweet, man, from uh, Adam Schefter about a quarterback isn't expected to be drafted after the first overall pick until at least number four. What in the world is going on? I thought it was quarterback, quarterback, one, two for the longest. What's going on there in Houston? He's saying that. Rappaport's saying that he thinks that the Texans are going to take a quarterback. It's, it's lion season, man. It's, <laughs> it's a fun time. It's speculation. It's he said. It's, it's she said. It's everyone said. It's just that time of the year where we've seen Schefter and Rappaport go at it a couple of times uh, this offseason. This is, this is the latest, but it's it's the same dialogue that we're having here. Are they going to take a quarterback or are they not going to take one? Right. It's interesting, man. And we just had Sheena Quick on, and she picked Bryce Young number one overall for the Panthers. So he's off the Thank board. Thank you, Sheena. Thank <laughs> you, Sheena. I'm, I'm assuming that Bryce Young was quarterback one for the Houston Texans. I mean, is there a real deal possibility that they could either go and grab a defensive player or trade out of that number two spot? Yeah, I think those are those are very, 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 very strong possibilities right now. They don't like Stroud as much as Bryce Young. Like, regardless of whether they decide to take a quarterback or not, they like Bryce Young uh, as QB1, which, I mean, it goes back to the end of last year where Casario didn't trade Brandon Cooks, and then he allowed him to play in, the, in, in at the end of the season. And that we said it at the time, like, that was just stupid. Like, it was... It was irresponsible. You, you don't ask Levy Smith to lose the game, but if Brandon Cooks, if you're looking to trade him and then you don't, he scores the go-ahead touchdown against the Titans and he's the best player on the field against the Colts, it, it, it would have been as simple as, hey, Brandon, we're going to sit you out. We're going to try to trade you. We know you want to be traded. We know you're unhappy, and we're not in this situation. And Sheena's, on the phone, and Sheena's maybe on the phone right now, and, I'm, uh, and you're saying that the Texans just took Bryce Young. But this is where we're at right now. So now – the quarterback's gone. Got to decide now. Wow. Really, really interesting stuff. Landry Locker is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. So, man, that Lovey Smith win at the end of the season, I mean, with everything you just rolled out, that really is coming back to bite the Texans and really haunt them for, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, possibly. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's biting. It, I, I feel bad for D'Amico. Uh, you know, Casario, you know, you go through the mud for two years, and now you're in a situation where, you know, it, and, and maybe maybe they wouldn't have liked Bryce. I just know they like Bryce more than CJ. That's that's all I know. And now, uh, you know, they're D'Amico's been in this situation multiple times. If you look at his experience, 2017, his first year as a coach, he was on the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. They had two one-and-done coaches the year before, just like the Texans. They had a bad reputation as an organization, and they had the number two overall pick. They traded back to three, ended up uh, – taking uh solomon thomas i think it was or not the the, the kid out of stanford the d lineman uh, yeah yeah solomon thomas yep yep yeah solomon thomas yeah and and uh the bears traded up for trubisky uh and then you had 2021 where D'Amico was there too along with the offensive coordinator bobby slowick and they trade up to three and they're basically choosing between trey lance mac jones and justin fields so He's been in situations like this where, you know, it's quarterback or nothing, and he's been in a situation where Kyle Shanahan was going to, you know, play it long and wait till Kirk Cousins hit the market, so he was thinking ahead a year. So it's really interesting when you take all that into account that there's unique experience here that D'Amico's had. Uh, Casario's been here for two years, so there's just like an interesting dynamic, and it's, it's, it's wild around here, and then you factor in, the fact that, you know, right now Davis Mills and Case Keenum are the only quarterbacks on the team because 
it gets even more uh, more ridiculous and fans are losing their minds. Is there a possibility that they do pass on the quarterback at number two but then address the position at number 12? See, I think, I think it's possible, but I, I, I actually think that if they don't draft a quarterback, I think we're going to start hearing, like, you know, rumblings. Like, hell, if the Raiders – like if the Raiders wanted CJ Stroud, we've been throwing out like, would could Garoppolo be back in play for the Texans? Like, and and we we've had our like our nerdy cap guy like kind of, you know, lay out a scenario there. Uh, could they like Mac Jones uh, from New England? Um, because I I don't I don't see them waiting till twelve to to get the quarterback. Because if that was the case, and I would just see them trading back, you know, not too far, and you know, because how much of a reach would it be if you let him go there? So. I actually think we're going to start looking like stopgap type of type of stuff if they don't uh, if they don't go quarterback at at two. Wow, that's that's really really interesting. Again, Landry Locker is our guest, Sports Radio six ten in Houston. He's got all the smoke. They're talking all things Texans <laughs> and what they're going to do at that number two spot. My man, Demond's got one for you. Usually, when teams when you're this high in the draft, it's hey, take a quarterback because you don't know when you're going to be picking this high again. But if the Texans were to draft a defensive player number two overall, do you think that this season would play out where they probably and may well be they'll be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes if they go mm. with the quarterbacks on on the roster now? See, I, I would say that, but the schedule is the schedule is such, and they've they've improved their team enough to where I don't know if they're going to be drafting this high. The good news for them is they have two first round picks next year, and if they do, let's say they trade back instead of selecting, then they could have uh, even more draft equity uh, there. The, the the other thing is, and I've we've, we've obviously been doing a lot of digging here. Like if you just go back to um, the draft after Andrew Luck and RG3, and you just look at the quarterbacks in the top five uh, that were selected in the top five, and Justin Herbert doesn't count here. Uh, and Tua, you, you can whatever you think about Tua, we can figure that out. But I think there were four, there's been 14 quarterbacks taken in the top five, and only three or four are maybe maybe franchise guys. I would say yes on Burrow, yes on Trevor Lawrence, maybe on Kyler Murray, and you can say maybe on Tua if you want, but. As much as we say, no, you got to find a quarterback, you got to find a quarterback, it's so hard. And we've been in this situation before in Houston, too. There's the history lesson. Um, they passed on Vince Young and Reggie Bush with Mario Williams, mm-hmm. right decision. They passed on Bortles uh, and Johnny Manziel and went with Clowney. Probably should have gone with Khalil Mack there, uh, but they've, they've made the decision. And you factor that in with the D'Amico Ryan experience. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. D'Amico Ryans, he's got the time. I think it's a six-year contract that he's under. So how long can this team be patient when it comes to finding that guy at quarterback? Um, I mean, I think they can be – they can wait a couple of years. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really just – you know, the one thing that I said today that I think is very clear, like, because I've said that I think it's D'Amico's decision more so than Nick Casario. And, you know, people have kind of said, how, how can that be the case? Like, are you asking for a reincarnation of Bill O'Brien – no, I'm not asking for King Bill to come back and make calls. Like I, I don't, I don't want that. But I am saying that the one thing that Nick Casario will not do, I can promise you, he's not firing D'Amico Ryan's. Like the the, the end of the, the the separation of Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's is going to be one of one of a couple of things. Either Nick Casario is going to get fired and D'Amico Ryan's is going to stay here. Either they're both going to get fired at the same time, or they can ride off into the sunset together and figure stuff out. But Nick Casario, you've been patient with him the first couple of years, and I think rightfully so. He didn't create the situation. You couldn't have 
No good coach would have wanted to come here, but he's not firing D'Amico Ryans. So if those guys disagree on what to do, I'm not saying that the owner comes in and like has to like talk to him like you do your kids when they're arguing and pulling each other's hair, but D'Amico Ryans is going to be the guy that I think the tie goes to in this situation. And, and, and maybe that's, that's a decision that they come to, but that's just, that's just where I'm at right now. And I think it's, I think it's whatever D'Amico wants to do, they're going to be understanding of. And how much does the rest of the division play into a factor of maybe if they do pass on a quarterback, or let's say in the AFC West, where you got to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to starting quarterbacks, but the AFC South, not as much. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Indianapolis, you look at Tennessee, um, they're in really, really bad spots. Uh, Indianapolis is sitting at four, and I mean, who do they, who do they like at quarterback? What do they want to do? they got a new coach, too. Uh, and Tennessee's in a weird spot where – you know, they're kind of on a mediocre treadmill. It's almost like the Mike Tomlin type of thing. Like, Mike Vrabel's a good coach, uh, and you're never going to be that bad if you're Tennessee. Or you don't think. I mean, I don't know. Y'all you, you know, you all seen, like, where Tomlin, you're like, man, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're back into the playoffs a couple of right. years ago. Or they're close to 500. That's not like when you need a quarterback, that's not the best situation. So Tennessee's in that spot. The Colts are in a spot where do they go from one extreme to the other, where – you're probably tired if you're Jim Irsay of rolling the dice on veteran quarterbacks. So do you now reach for the third or set or, or quarterback that you might not like much just because you want to get a quarterback? The Colts are kind of in a, in a weird spot as well. So yeah, I don't think there's a lot of pressure. And the other thing about Jacksonville is I like Jacksonville and I've, I've, I actually thought that they were going to be good a couple of years ago. And I, I thought they would be in the playoffs last year, but I mean, if you look at what happened in this division, Mike, I, I, I think in Vegas the over-under for, for Jacksonville is 11.5 wins. I mean, are we sure about that? Like three teams <laughs> no. in the AFC won, 11, won 12 games last year, and I think it was Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Like, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't get hurt and the Titans have to start a different quarterback for five games, Jacksonville doesn't even win the division. Right. Like, they had to play a winner-go-home game against Josh Dobbs. So – I, I think you make a really good point in that there really is no pressure on the division. And, you know, as good as Jacksonville was last year, I mean, if, if, if we're just, if I don't, I, I'm sure that the guys that listen to y'all might gamble a little bit more than most. And we have some degenerates <laughs> that listen to us, but 11 and a half wins for Jacksonville based on last year just seems like I, I almost charge it to the game and say, I mean, I think that's a little bit ridiculous in itself. I think the division's still pretty wide open no matter who's at quarterback. I agree with you 100%. I, I, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe that is the Jacksonville Jaguars all of a sudden be the best team out there, you know, the best thing smoking. I do think they're good. But I don't think that they're as great as everyone has them hyped up to be. We'll see what they do this upcoming year. Again, we're talking with Landry Locker from Sports Radio 610 in Houston here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Now, you heard from Nick Casario, the GM, today. He's talking about he's fielded some calls, uh, not necessarily saying that they're shopping the pick, but he's fielding some calls. What was your overall impression of what you heard from Casario today? Uh, he denied, you know, the, the rumors, which was the, the first thing. There have been, like, some rumors kind of put out there by uh, Michael Lombardi and stuff. So he kind of denied that. Uh, he said they're open for business and he doesn't seem, you know, in too much of a rush to get a quarterback. The natural question was, well, uh, well, what would you do? And he didn't really have an answer there, but I would say the, the biggest takeaway, the most relevant takeaway would be that, you know, he said that they're getting calls on the number two pick, you know, where, where are those calls coming from? Um, we could speculate like, but I, I, the trade that I would think that would be maybe most com- most 
easy to see with him would be trading back at least one spot to three, much like, uh, you know, San Francisco did in 2017. But it seems like they're open for business. I know that they, I know for a fact they like Bryce Young more than CJ Stroud. Uh, and I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what exactly is going to happen because it, it, it all goes back to the Indianapolis. I want to move on, but I, I just, it's, uh, it, the speculation's high because of their own doing. Well, 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 well. You know what that sound is. You know what that means. I told you, Landry, as we started this thing off, Sheena Quick and Carolina picked the Bryce Young pick at number one. So the Texans can't trade back uh, in this in this exercise that we're doing. So you're on the clock, buddy. What do you uh, What do you have for the Houston Texans at number two? All right. With all this talk about the the Texans and not taking a quarterback and stuff, and D'Amico Ryan's experience. Uh, at the last second, D'Amico makes a phone call to another one of his mentors, Robert Sala with the Jets. And Robert Sala convinces D'Amico Ryans, look, as long as you build a team right, it doesn't matter if the quarterback that you draft at number two sucks. See Zach Wilson <laughs> in 2021, and the Houston Texans take C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State. There it is right there. <laughs> Why are you clapping, Demond? Are you excited about that pick? What made you happy? I was just trying to make it more like the draft. That's oh, all. Okay. <laughs> I think Texans fans will approve of that pick. There you go. You know what? I like that pick, too. I, I do think that that makes a lot of sense, and I think they need to go get a quarterback. I know that Will Anderson's there. I know Jalen Carter's there. But, uh, you know, I just think it makes a lot of sense with C.J. Stroud. So let me ask you this, because there's been speculation that Deshaun Watson and his agent have something to do with the C.J. Stroud and maybe them not liking him so much because he has the same agent. Does that play any kind of a factor at all? No, I don't think so at all. And I've actually talked to uh, I've actually talked to someone like as as close to that camp as you can you can be. And um, look, it was a lot of it was uh, a guy named Jack Easterby who was in the yeah. building a while ago. And uh, Jack's gone. If Jack were still there, it might be something. But um, I don't I don't think that that would prevent it. I would say like I would wonder like if there was a tie, like could it factor in a little bit? Maybe so. But, I mean, I'm sure that the Texans aren't the only one who, you know, look at David Mulligetta and say, man, this guy, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey forced his way out of town. I think he had Buddha for a while, Buddha Baker. You mm-hmm. know, it's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very shrewd guy, but I think he gets along fine with Nick Casario. They've, they've done business since, so I don't think that would uh, scare him off too much. I, th- I really do think it's just about the evaluation of Stroud and um, some of the other stuff that, you know, the nitpicking and, you know, is he the guy that you want to want to go with, or do you want to go defense? All right, well, there it is. We're going to put C.J. Stroud up on the board. We're going to put your name right next to him, so you're responsible for that pick, so we'll see how it all shakes out. But, uh, Landry, fantastic stuff. What are you going to be talking about besides the NFL draft on Sports Radio 610 coming up tomorrow? Um, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft 24-7. we got John <laughs> McClain uh, coming in, so it's going to be speculation. There's all types of Lions season going on. Uh, and I'm very intrigued to see what Indy does it for now. So I might have to, I might have to uh, stay tuned to, to hear that one. There you go. I like it. And you know, the funny thing is, and, and we have John McClain on every Tuesday at, uh, at 3 o'clock Pacific time here. And it's so funny. I saw his latest mock draft. And he's always, for the longest, said the Texans will take whoever the Panthers don't take. And then in his latest mock draft, he had a, a defensive player. I think he had Will Anderson. And then he had Hendon Hooker at number 12. And I was like, wait, hold on. The general said that? So that really got, got me interested. Okay, spoiler alert. And I, I asked him about this, and I was like, John, what the hell was that? And he's like, 
I just wanted to be different on my mock draft. So, <laughs> spoiler alert, right there. He's just he's just messing with people on the mock draft because I I saw the same thing y'all did. I, I it's so funny because he says that and he sounds just like that when you when you uh, when you did that impersonation. I like it. So there you go. Well, give him hell for me when you talk to him tomorrow, and uh, we'll have him on the show a little bit later on in the afternoon. But we definitely uh, appreciate you, my man. Keep up the great work, and we'll catch up soon. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate all y'all uh, do repping the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders out there. Have a good one. All right, my man. You too. There he goes. Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610 on Twitter, at Landry Locker. Real good dude. Definitely appreciate him. So there you go. I thought there was going to be some kind of shakeup. I thought there was going to be something go on a little bit different. I thought it was going to be Will Anderson at number two, but no. No, in fact, C.J. Stroud, quarterback at Ohio State, is number two in the Unnecessary Roughness mock draft that we put together. And so far, it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud off the board, similar to what we've been talking about for weeks. So maybe it'll shake out a little bit like we thought it was. But let us know what you think. Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. The don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Bryce Young's off the board. C.J. Stroud's off the board. Who do you think are the first four picks in this upcoming NFL draft, Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, and Colts. Let us know about it. And then also, if C.J. Stroud becomes available, the Texans don't take him at number two like Landry did. Should the Raiders make a move for him, maybe at number three, uh, taking the spot for the Arizona Cardinals. Let us know. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, pick number three in the Unnecessary Roughness 2023 NFL mock draft, Bo Brock, Phoenix Sports com will join the show. Bryce Young's off the board to Carolina. C.J. Stroud off the board to the Houston Texans by way of Landry Locker, who just joined us in the last segment. Definitely appreciate his thoughts and his efforts this afternoon. We want to hear from you, though, as well. Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Dolbybroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r Looks like C.J. Stroud may be available if the Texans don't, in fact, go ahead and take him. And let me tell you, Landry Locker, if, if he could have, he would have traded out of that number two spot. He was not sold on C.J. Stroud, but since we don't have trades in this mock draft, he went with the the quarterback in C.J. Stroud. So if C.J. Stroud happens to be available at number three, the Texans decide not to go get him. Should the Raiders make a move for him? And how do you think the first four picks in the 2023 NFL draft go? Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, and Colts. And I had a guy hit me up earlier, and we'll get to Hardcore Raider in a second. I know he's going to talk a little Hendon Hooker, but I had a guy hit me up earlier, Rob One Guy on Twitter. I believe Hendon will flop. He's clearly smart and well-mannered. But when he says, yes, sir, he sounds like he's thinking. Now is when I say, yes, sir, I think he needs structure to function. And the best we've seen throughout history have a little cowboy in him. And I don't want to go back and forth on the whole little conversation we had on Twitter. But I'll say this. I'm not judging a dude on how he plays football based on his manners. Right? (laughs) You know? And I get it. Some people aren't raised with the yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But... For the time that I spent in Texas, well, first of all, even growing up in the Bay, I had a lot of good manners because, well, I don't know, my mom made me have manners, right? It was just kind of what we did. So I was always thank you, yes, no, this is just respectful. Like, you don't want to be a disrespectful jerk. But my time in Texas, let me tell you, everyone and their mother is yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am. The wife to this day, she'll be on the phone with customer services. She'll be angry as all get out. And I'd be like, well, can you give me the number? Yes, ma'am, I can't. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's just... That's just in her nature. She can't help herself. So I'll never judge a player that's going to be in the NFL or anyone else based off if they say yes, sir, or no, sir. That's not going to determine if they're a good player or not. So you can have your feelings on Hendon Hooker or anyone else in the draft and think that they ain't going to be worth the salt. That's cool because you might be right. There's a 50-50 chance. You know what I mean? Like you're either going to be right or you're wrong. They're either good or they're not. 
But I don't think them saying yes, sir, no, sir has anything to do with it. And you you know, Damon, you've got your Memphis ties. I mean, you're from a little bit of everywhere, but you've got, you know, you know what's up. Oh, yes, exactly. Even like, you know, Miss, Miss, or Mr., Mr., whoever. But I also heard that he held, he held the door open for somebody. And he I do four, that all the time. He let four people go through. We all know that three is the limit to be a dog in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get a little bit more on Hendon Hooker. Hardcore Raider, you're up. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. What is going on, man? I looked into my crystal ball, and I got the picks. You guys ready for them? Yep. Number one, Anthony Richardson going to the Panthers. Okay. Number two, the Texans, since they have two first-round picks, they're going to blow the doors off of everybody. They're getting Jalen Carter, the best dude in this draft. Number three, Tyree Wilson to the Cardinals. And then number four, the Colts are going to get C.J. Stroud. And then I'll leave the rest for, uh, you know, another show. But I'm just going to say this. Bryce Young falls to the Raiders at number seven. And guess what? We trade back and we get Hinn and Hooker. Boom. Yes, sir. There it is. Hardcore Raider has spoke. Thank you so much for the call. I definitely appreciate you. How you like that? That little shakeout right there, Damon. Anthony Richardson, number one overall. That's your guy. That's the one where, for me, I still wouldn't be surprised if it happens. You know, I think I'd be, I'd be pleasantly surprised if that happens. But Bryce Young falling to seven to the Raiders? Mm-mm. I don't think that happens. Somebody's like running over. I think Houston would take him in a heartbeat. Exactly. Like somebody or somebody's trading up to three. There's no way that he's falling past two or three. If if anyone but him is the number one. I'm sorry, but if he's there at number seven, I'll run the card up there myself. (laughs) All right, get out of my way. Who's this guy? Oh, it's just Q. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Hey, hey, wait a hold on. Hold on. I'm from ESPN. I, hey, I start lying. It'd be lying season, man. I'd be like, I'm Lewis Riddick. <laughs> Raj, Raj. <laughs> it's me, Raj. It's Q. Wouldn't it be funny if they're like, well, rules are rules. This random guy said the name, so uh, we got to go with it. I thought I thought Dave Ziegler sent him up here. Thought he was good to go. That's so funny. I wouldn't even do all the introduction, all the talking and everything. I'd be like, hey, the Raiders select Bryce Young, and I'm out. <laughs> Peace. That's how it would shake The out. tackle would be amazing. We see the, oh, the security yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be done. I'd be done. Be like, hey, man, tackle me softly, please, 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 man. I got to be able to talk, man. I need a job. I got to have a job. 2.56 is the time. When we come back, pick number three will come in. Bo Brock, phoenixsports.com will join the show. We kick off hour number two. It's Rare Niche Radio 920.